Hello everyone, welcome back. I'm uh, glad to be back with you and thanks for stopping by to, to share a few minutes with me. <laughs> so, we've had some interesting things happening here lately. Once again, it's been quite a while since I've spoken with you last, but we're uh, in the throes of the spring semester, also working full time and uh, sleeping when we can. <clears throat> I've got a lot going on. I've got uh, between class and school and church and, um, you know, trying to keep the fraternity thing going on as well, Alpha Eta Rho. It's just a whole lot of things that I'm juggling at once right now. So it's going to be interesting. Once this semester's over, I think I'm going to need to sleep for a week. Uh, not that that's going to happen because I still have to work for a living. So <laughs> we'll sleep at some point, maybe when I'm dead. But anyway, there are a few things I wanted to come and talk to you about, a few things that are kind of on my mind. Um, I hate to talk about my failures. I don't like to admit that I fail in anything in life, but, uh, you know, sometimes that's just the way life goes. We Things don't always work out the way we plan. One of the things that kind of irks me is the way that companies deal with employees. Back outside of high school, I felt that I could get any job. I felt that I could apply for, get an interview with, and qualify for any job out there at the time. I'm not saying brain surgeon things of that sort, but if I wanted a job somewhere, I had the feeling, I had the notion, I had the confidence in myself that I was qualified for any position with which I decided to apply or for which I decided to apply. But one of the things that I, I guess I can't stand <clears throat> with today's companies is the way in which they hire. There's a certain employer that I've wanted to work for <laughs> since 2003, really. Back whenever I was attending the School of Aeronautics right outside of high school, we had taken multiple tours of facilities around Clarksburg. We went to Bombardier. We went to Pratt & Whitney. Uh, I got to go to, um, you know, a few of those companies time and time again and, and see how they do things. Uh, also got to get uh, Engines and Airframe Solutions Worldwide with uh, CAP. And, and it's really neat to go and see these companies and see how they do things there at their facility. One of the things I really admired about Pratt & Whitney in particular was the cleanliness of that facility. Um, this isn't to put down Bombardier or now Mitsubishi, which I haven't been there since it uh, changed hands, but the cleanliness of Pratt & Whitney was top-notch. I mean, I, I made the comment, you could eat off the floor. It's just a very clean place. And of course, if, if you're thinking about what they do there, if you keep in mind what what their job is, it's rebuilding and uh, and maintaining engines, you have to have a very clean facility to do that. But just the, the way in which they seem to keep things clean, at least what we saw when we walked through the tour, just blew me away. And I always thought that that was where I'd like to work if I was going to stay in this area. One of the things that gets me upset about this whole hiring situation nowadays is the way in which they screen candidates. I guess maybe if you're a company that has tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of 
Um, or I guess it'd be tens of thousands of employees, maybe hundreds of thousands, I'm not exactly sure, some of the larger companies. When you're screening through thousands of candidates, instead of doing that by hand, I guess now a lot of the screening is done by computer. So you have keyword searches that happen and things of that sort. You have certain computer systems or algorithms that would search through and and find the candidate they're looking for, or at least a group of candidates that they're looking for, and they essentially just can everybody else. I will give them credit. Uh, whenever you get turned down at, at Pratt, at least they send you an email. Uh, I'm still waiting on an email from, uh, from Aurora from uh, an application and an interview that I had almost um, three years ago now. I still haven't received an email about, hey, we decided to go with another candidate, um, you know, and I've even reached out and they, they never uh, contacted me. Like I said, I, I, I'm not here to complain. I'm not here to, uh, you know, to make light of certain situations. I'm not even here to pick uh, on these companies. But, you know, when you have a worker who spends, we'll say, 45 minutes or an hour trying to set up their resume, trying to set up their application for a company, the least a company could do is send them a reply. The least the company could do is say, hey, you know, we looked over your qualifications or we, you know, let's be honest, they could say, hey, our computer decided you're not a candidate for us and we decided to go elsewhere. You know, at least at that point you can say, you know, it wasn't personal. It was just they're searching for certain keywords and your resume doesn't contain that. I'm still of the belief that if I was given an interview... If I was given the opportunity to explain, you know, my past work history, if I was given the opportunity to explain my strengths and to list the reasons as to why not only do I think I am a good candidate, but why I think I'm the best candidate they could have for that position, which is my belief on a lot of, you know, a lot of these positions I apply for. If I didn't think that I was going to be the best candidate for the job, I wouldn't apply for it. The reason I'm applying is because I believe that I'm going to be the most conscientious worker that they have in that position. I think I'm going to be the most qualified worker in that position. And I think I'm going to be the worker that's most likely to advance in that position and move up in the company. I think everybody has a different attitude. I know some people who are perfectly happy with the job that they started with whenever they're in high school or maybe right out of college. They found the company that that maybe they enjoy. Maybe it doesn't challenge them very much, but it offers flexibility. Perhaps it offers them, um, you know, some sort of social circle. You have a lot of friends that you work with and and you can deal with the fact that the pay isn't all that great or, or maybe you have benefits. The pay might not be great, but you have great benefits or... Maybe it's great pay. You hate the work, but it's great pay, so you just decide to stay there. There's all sorts of reasons why some people stay in jobs. There are all sorts of reasons why people leave as well. You know, um, I've always been of the mindset that wherever I work, wherever I go, I want to move up. And it's not just a challenge, well, I want to move up just to move up. It's because... Most times, and this is this is just my attitude, this is not me thinking I'm better than anybody else or, or that, uh, that they're under me, that's not it at all. However, most times 
whenever I'm working somewhere, I try and see the big picture. I try and see how I fit into the position in which I've been placed. And in most situations, I believe that the decisions that I make are the best ones for the company. They're the best ones for, um, for the company with which I work. For instance, if I am, well, I'll say it this way. Um, previously, I was managing uh, the bowling alley. I was managing Valley Worlds of Finite. I really would rather call it Valley Lanes. I, I miss it being a bowling alley. Uh, I think those were the that was the heyday when it was a bowling alley with 32 lanes and in the arcade. I think that was an awesome time. But I I go back to whenever I was manager and myself and the owner were having a meeting and we were discussing things and I told him essentially what I felt. I, I understood where he was coming from. But I had made the decision, I had my mind set up that I was looking at it from a different perspective. I was looking at things from a little different viewpoint, of course. And it's easy for me to say that in this position, my idea was better because I don't understand. At that point, I didn't understand the financials, things of that sort. So I I understand now that there were things that I was not aware of at that time. However, I still believe that my opinion, that my view for the company at that point was still what the company needed. You know, um, I've always felt that way. It was no disrespect to the owner. Uh, the owner was a a very good friend of mine. He treated me like family and I'm never going to forget that. I'm always going to be thankful for that. However, every single place I've ever worked, I've always tried to look at it from a perspective of, you know, what could I do to make um, to make my time here easier? What could I do to make my time more productive? How could I be a better worker for the company? But also, how could I improve and move up with the company? What things could I do that would cause me to advance, to move up into a different position, to take on more responsibility, to have more sway in the company and the decisions that are made and how those decisions are made? And you know, I've had people tell me before, well, you've, you've had different jobs. You've had quite a few jobs. I don't see that as a weakness. If you honestly could tell me that you think that someone who has, let's say you're wanting to hire somebody who, uh, who has one job in their past work history and they've been with the company for seven years, are you honestly going to tell me that you've looked at that person and you looked at maybe Mike Rowe? And you say, well, Mike Rowe, has, he's worked at 300 different places, you know, with this, uh, with his show, that uh, Dirty Jobs. Now, sure, he wasn't going through the process and applying and being awarded a position. Sure, it was a TV show. He's spending a day or two in these facilities. But imagine the knowledge, the understanding, the wisdom that a person who has experience would have over someone who has been in one position for a multitude of years. That's not to say the person that worked in that position for seven years might not be a good candidate. However, I don't care what you do. When you work in different positions, you're going to be challenged in different ways. You are going to have to deal with different groups of people. There are going to be different 
situations with which you have to you have to fit in you have to um, you know to excel in those positions uh, for example if, if you're going to work somewhere where you're outside you're away from home you're traveling you have to work with with a, a very flexible schedule you know to stay in that position you're going to have to to be very I don't know the word uh, flexible. You're going to have to be very moldable. You're going to be able to change yourself or change your your sleep schedule or your work schedule and your your you know your social life. You're going to have to adjust all those things for that position. But in turn, you're going to learn time management. You're going to learn how to set up your sleep schedule to deal with that. You're going to learn how to how to um, how to work within that frame or that mindset on the other hand if you are a person who is on call I've had jobs where I was on call to go in and and to work and to um, you know to go in and help out when needed to go and to, to pick up the ball when somebody else dropped it and to run with it and not only to run with it but you know to get that across the goal line I had that opportunity with with uh, Schneider National whenever I was driving on their dedicated fleet for Walmart. You know, I have to admit, people say, well, you've you've moved around here recently. Well, honestly, if Schneider would not have lost the contract for Walmart, I would still be working for Walmart to this day. And the reason is, I was in a position where I was successful. I was in a position where I had been there for a while, for a, a few number of years, a number of years, and I was in a position where I was good at my job and I was able to make enough money in two or three work days a week to where, yes, I was driving two hours each way or an hour and 45 minutes each way, three times a week. So sure, I'm driving, you know, we'll just say six hours a week I'm driving uh, to work and back. But I was able to make enough money in those three days to not have to work the other four. To me, that was worth it. Sure, it's wear and tear on the car, but it it paid well, and I enjoyed the work. Because that contract was lost, I had to move on. I had to make other decisions. I had to make other changes in life. And I think that's the thing that's most upsetting, is as an employer, you would have someone who would just look at your position and say, well, you know, we've decided that you've just... You have quite an extensive work history here, and we want someone who's going to stick around. Well, maybe I would stick around. Maybe I would still be, if I was still at Schneider, which, like I said, if I had the chance to do that, I would be, I would have been there now over six years in that position while going to school full-time, while attending church services on Sunday and Wednesday, while... Uh, doing other things, spending time with friends and family, I would still fit that into my life and I'd still be very productive in that position. It's not my fault that the company lost that contract. In fact, I will say it's, I'm part of the reason why we kept the contract as long as we did. Whenever I say that I was able to make enough money in two to three days to where I didn't have to work the rest of the time, the reason I was making that money was because other workers were not doing their job. They were relying on me to come in to fill those positions, to fill those routes so that we could deliver the product so that we didn't default on that load. 
I know that that's not how things always work. That's not always going to be that way. And if we were doing well and the contract wasn't at risk, then that money wouldn't have been as good. However, I could still make in five days there, four or five days, sleeping in their truck, uh, using their heat, their air conditioning, their fuel in that truck, and using their shower facilities, I could make a pretty darn good living five days a week doing that. The issue here is that's not what I want to do for a living. Aviation, a job in aviation, a career in aviation, is where I'm going to spend my my career, my life. That's where I'm going to spend my time. So I'm going to keep pushing forward. I've, I've had setbacks. I put a post out the other day tackling fuel. If you've ever seen the movie, The Water Boy, you know, it's, he uses that, that, uh, that feeling of anger. He uses that frustration that he has built up in his life to push him to do things that other people can't do. And that's kind of how I feel right now. You know, I, I show up, I, I do my job uh, whenever I work nights or whenever I'm at work or whenever I'm at school. All of these things that I do, I feel like I'm pushing harder and I'm working harder and I'm doing my best to advance. And it, it does get frustrating when you, you feel like you're, you're doing everything you can, but it's still not enough. And, you know, it's, it's, it's upsetting. It's difficult. It's frustrating. But it's not going to get me down. In fact, it's going to push me. It's going to cause me to work harder. It's going to cause me to say, you know what? I'm not giving up. In fact, I'm going to be a force to be reckoned with. This summer is going to be a very interesting year. It's going to be a a very interesting time. I'm going to get my physical next week. Um, Hopefully, if all goes well, I'm going to be starting my flight training in April. And we're going to start flying this summer. I've said that for years that it's going to happen, but at this point, I am further into um, I'm further into it than I ever have been before. I've never gotten a medical for flying. It's always been for truck driving. I've never studied in aviation like I have recently. I've taken pages upon pages of notes, and I'm dedicating myself daily to to this cause, to this idea of a career in aviation. I'm going to get there. Am I going to be the commercial pilot that I want to be? I'm not sure. I'm going to try my best. I mean, I I really could use a couple hundred grand. That would help me out uh, if if somebody would like to to contribute to the cause. Sure, I could take a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. I could knock out flight training in about a year, year and a half in that rate and be right on my way. Um, but instead that's not going to happen. So I'm going to have to dig a little harder. I'm going to have to work harder and things aren't going to go the way that I'd like them to go. You know, once again, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to deal with adversity every step of the way and that's okay. It, It just proves to me even more whenever things don't go the way that I expect, when things don't go the way that I'd hoped, it just proves to me even more so that I'm doing what I need to be doing because I don't feel at home. I don't currently feel at home, you know, with what I'm doing with my life, with the way it is right now. I don't feel at peace. And there's a reason. It's because this is not where I'm meant to spend my time. This is not where I'm meant to spend my days and my nights. And, uh, and I'm just going to have to see how things go. 
it's upsetting that this position with uh, Pratt and Whitney that I was looking forward to or thinking about in the future outside of my, you know, schooling, I, I was really excited. I thought this is a position that would be very, very, uh, a very good fit for me. However, now I'm looking and I'm saying, you know what, maybe, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe I'm not meant to stay around Fairmont, West Virginia. Perhaps it's time for me to start looking elsewhere. Perhaps the opportunities for me here are just not as good as they are elsewhere. I've always talked about Texas. I'm a big Michael Berry fan. And uh, maybe I need to, to look towards moving there. I hate snakes. I hate snakes and I'm not a fan of, um, you know, uh, of those whatsoever. Um, but, uh, but maybe Texas is the way to go. Maybe Florida. I tell you what, Florida is a wonderful place. And now that I'm learning Spanish, now that I'm doing pretty well learning my Espanol, then maybe that might be another idea. So we're going to keep pushing. I'm not going to let this hold me back. Um, I can't go for that, as Holland Oates would say. No can do. I'm not going to let this hold me back. We're going to push forward. Um, we're not going to let it, you know, uh, dim our spirits. It's just going to make me focus even more. I've got a lot of homework that's due, a lot of hard work to get done, a lot of schoolwork to finish up this semester. Still have a few more semesters to go. Uh, I will say I made, um, I hate to say I made a mistake with anything, but I took a year off school to pay down debt to try and get myself in a better position. And because of that, Fairmont State saw fit to change my curriculum, to change my school schedule. So they took me from being over, I think I was 83% of the way done, according to um, to my degree works. I was 83% completed. It took me back to being 60 or 67, 69% completed. So they essentially added on another year to year and a half to my schooling to what would have been required otherwise. Not too happy about that, but... I guess that's kind of how it goes. So we'll see what happens. Well, anyway, guys, like I said, thanks for you know sticking with me this evening, uh, this afternoon. It was good to be with you. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm going to get ready and get started here with work. But, um, you know, it's uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to let this hold me back. Um, essentially, um, <laughs> I was refused for a position without even being considered in my mind. And, um, you know, I was hoping that was going to be my first career move into aviation. And, um, and it's not, but that's okay. We're, we're going to push forward. And, uh, and I'm still confident that if, if they or anybody else will give me the opportunity of their time, uh, give me the opportunity to explain myself and, and to plead my case essentially to, uh, explain why I think I'm qualified I know if I can get that opportunity, I'm going to be successful. Uh, I will say really quickly, I was one of about 2,000 candidates for a job with CSX Railroad years ago. And, um, you know, there were certain situations that happened that caused that to fall through. However, I got the interview, I had the interview, and I was offered the position contingent upon a few things happening that didn't happen. Um... But I still know that I was a very strong candidate for that position. And that's evident by the fact that I was awarded the position, as I said before, uh, contingent upon a few other things. 
So I'm taking that with me. I'm still one of, if not the best candidate for the position I'm applying for. If I didn't think I was, I wouldn't apply for it. And because of that, I'm going to go forward undeterred. I'm going to let this be my tackling fuel, just like, uh, <laughs> just like uh, on that movie, The Water Boy, Bobby Boucher. We're going to keep pushing forward. Well, everybody, got to get going here, got to get moving. And uh, once again, thanks for coming by. Hope you're doing well. Leave me a comment, drop me a line, send me a text. I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call. If you have my cell phone number, I would love to hear from you. Give me a call. Hey, guys, you all take care now. Thanks for stopping by.